Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now... Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, your perfect love is casting out fear. The table's open now. We belong without. You gave us hell. Of glory, of glory. No right turn in the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that sign, but it's there. You just got to find it. <laughs> right, Bob? Uh, I'm, I'm still waiting on this one. You're still waiting on it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's a, there is. I, you, I hopefully... By the end of this show, you'll agree with me that there's a big no right turn sign in the Valley of the Shadow of Death. So you might have heard the Beach Boys shortening bread. Maybe you've never heard their version of that. That was the first for me. Yes, sir. And then Matt Redman, you never let go as you walk through the Valley of the Shadow of Death. And then that was Cody Carnes with his song Bread and Wine. And so you might guess that the we're going to talk about bread to some extent. We're going to talk about the table. And and certainly we're going to talk about the Valley of the Shadow of Death as we've got such a cool show today. And actually, we kind of kind of bookend it at the end with another Christian Car Guy Theater. And and just coincidentally, as God would time it, um, our hero Valiant will be going through the Valley of the Shadow of Death today. <laughs> and I just can't even believe how God does things, but that's how he did it. And so we get a chance to do that. So I have been following the, the 119th Psalm, working, 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 as I go through this on the podcast I do daily. If you go to christiancarguy.com, you'll see I have this podcast, Hidden Treasures of the 119th Psalm. And so I got to this verse, and, and again, I told Bob, this is fairly, you know, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a little bit of a long story, but I will get you there, and you will understand where I'm going. Okay, so I get to this verse, in the Vav section, and because today's show is once again brought to you by the Hebrew letter Vav, which means, and there's more, Bob, like any good commercial. And there's more. You get the Ginzu knives, you get, you get all the stuff, okay? And there's more. And so in that section of that letter of the 119th Psalm, here comes this verse that I really didn't understand. And it says, and take not thy word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hoped in thy judgments. Now, you may have heard that verse before. I don't know. But have you ever thought about it? Like, you know, I have this, like, I think I try to make God in my image, Bob. Like, he thinks like I think. He does things I do. This is something I would never do. I would never take the word of truth out of your mouth. (laughs) 
sorry. And and the way he said it utterly, the word in Hebrew is like, Mio, this is a violent, like I'm going to rip the word of truth out of your mouth. And so King David is praying. He's asking God to do something here. I, I just didn't know God would do. Is he wanting you to remove it from your mouth or to, to bring it forth from your mouth? What he's saying is, God, don't rip the word of truth out of my mouth. In other words, he doesn't want to lose. Okay. You know, and, and clearly Satan takes the word of truth to some extent out of all of our heads, the little seeds that have been planted. But here King David is saying, don't rip it out, God, I, you know. And, and that's an interesting thing, right? Like, because I've hoped in your judgments, which when you think about that, if you've lived life for a very length of time, you realize sometimes that you are dealing with one of God's judgments. <laughs> Things are happening. Things begin to look dark, um, like the shadow of death. And in the middle of that, are you going to hope that, right, you're going to get to the point that he did in the 23rd Psalm, which is kind of where we're headed. So, and take not the word utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgment. So maybe you have a story in your life, and I'm going to share some today, of where certainly I was walking in that place where I needed to hope in his judgment, because I had no idea and if you hadn't hoped, Bob, there was a chance, apparently, according to this prayer, God would rip, rip, rip the word of truth right out of your mouth. <laughs> so that's a little scary. And after he says that, here comes the, here comes the, and there's more. And there's more, Bob. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever. Now, that's a long time, continually forever and ever. I mean, that's, that's a triple whammy there, you know, like, so shall I keep, then the word's Torah there, right? So, so shall I keep your word continually forever and ever. Do you ever find yourself adjusting things to make, to make it your truth? Right, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this, is, this is one of those, like, God, don't make me, don't allow me to make you in my image. I, I want to understand what you're actually saying here. So, I began to study this, as you could imagine, if you know me, that that word continually opened up a box of understanding that I am just sitting, I'll be wondering for years and years and years and years and years to come, because the word continually there, King David, if if you study his life, the one thing he did was study the Torah. He studied the Bible inside and outside, and he knew that the only place that that word had been used in the Torah, and the first place that it was used specifically had to do with the showbread that was in the tabernacle, okay? So what they did was they had to, according to Exodus um, 25, they had to have this table in the tabernacle. And on that table, there was to be 12 loaves of bread, one for each tribe. And that bread had to be there continually. And it was really cool the way they did it, Bob, is they would have a loaf of bread and in order to make sure that it was continually there, they would push out one loaf of hot bread. And by the way, somehow or another, the, the bread stayed hot all week. They replaced it every week. And they pushed out, if you could picture a loaf of bread pushing out the other loaf of bread so that it was always had bread on the table. It was continuous. Kind of like Jenga. <laughs> so now this table... There was lots of instructions in the, in the tabernacle. And if you're like me, you're always wondering, like, if you've read Exodus at any <clears throat> length, you're like, is this really necessary? <laughs> I mean, all these instructions. 
like what the, the what the table has to be made out of and where it was supposed to be and like is all this necessary well i hope that this episode today of the christian car guy will help you see how important that stuff really is and and the picture that really the rembrandt that god was painting okay because to begin with the table was made of shittim wood now that's just how it's pronounced. I'm sorry. I've checked it, and that's what it says. <laughs> okay. But Shittim word would had a very specific, which tells you that God knew ahead of time, because he told him to make it out of Shittim wood before they got into trouble. All right? And so if you look in numbers, you're going to find out that what happened in Shittim was a big deal. Okay? That's where the Moabite women seduced the Israelite men, and they got into all kinds of sin. So why would he have him make this table— right? Out of Shittim wood when it represented all this kind of sin. Well, you got to remember, it was overlaid with gold. So he's going to take essentially your sin, right? And overlay it with gold. I hope you're seeing the picture that I'm picturing. And then he tells him very specifically, and this is the critical part of the whole thing I got to get to, and we're going to spend some time on this. He said he wants it in the north part of the tabernacle. Now, why is that important? For two gigantic reasons that this bread of the presence had to be there. And don't miss, okay, because we're going to jump ahead a little bit for you. Where was Jesus born? Bethlehem. What does Bethlehem stand for? House of bread. Where was David born? Bethlehem. Why? Because Ruth came from Bethlehem. I mean, Ruth came with Naomi to Bethlehem, right, to have Obed and Jesse. And what's Bethlehem? The house of bread, okay? And there's so much about this bread that we, we, we it, not the table's open now, okay? So this is going to get huge, that this has to be on the north side of the tabernacle. Why? That's where you get the no left turn part, this right turn only, right? Because when you were at the right hand, think of all the Psalms that says, at your right hand, are thy pleasures forevermore. That's the 16th Psalm, right? And think of all the different places where he talks about God being at his right hand. In the, you know, this is, this is a constant theme because if you turn left, you go north, okay? <laughs> and north, if you read many prophecies like Ezekiel, right? where are the bad guys coming from? Daniel, right? They're coming out of the north. Where did they come from Babylon? They came from the north. So, when the table is on the north side of the tabernacle, you do see that it is standing there, right, prepared before my enemies. Are you getting the picture? That here's this bread, and not just any bread, right? We're going to get a lot into this bread. But the idea of, and it's continually there in the presence of your enemies. And, and, and again, who would know that better than the psalmist himself, who came, by the way, from Bethlehem, and he'd also eaten some of that bread one time, right, when he had little shenanigans there with Saul. We got so much coming at you when it comes to no right turns in the valley of the shadow of death. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Of the shadow of death. The table's open now. We belong without. Wow, 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 
we get to share today from the table why there's no right turns in the valley of the shadow of death. We've been diving into, well, we started in the 119th Psalm, then we talked a little bit about the 23rd Psalm, but certainly a lot of from Exodus 25 on this showbread. And, and it gets into Exodus 26 and eventually in the numbers when we talked about the shittim wood that, that was used to be covered in gold. Now, there are some other aspects about this table that are absolutely gigantically huge in my world. Okay, and that this table that sat on the north side, right, that was in the presence of the enemies, right, they, they put it there for two reasons. As I said, the enemies always come from the north, but our physical needs make us want to go left. Rather than turning to the Lord, we get hungry or we have other issues that might cause us to need gold over our shittim wood. You know, we <laughs> you see, we have a tendency to turn left. Well, we need to turn right because as we turn right, right, we're going to turn into the Lord and there, see, he's got our needs met and they're met continually forever and ever. Okay. In this table that is sitting there, which, you know, don't miss the connection to the Lord's table. Okay. It's all right there, but I want to get to there a little further in that our needs are met. If we turn the right way, there our needs are met the right way. If we turn the right way, right by the Lord himself. So, there is a crown around each of these items that are in the tabernacle, and these crowns are very significant, but the crown that's on the showbread is the crown of the house of David, all right? Now, you, you know that Jesus, <clears throat> or I hope you know, Jesus came from the house of David, okay? And so him being the bread of life, no accident, okay? And, but, but David knew when he right? Because these guys went into the temple all the time. He knew that that bread was there, and he knew he was from Bethlehem. And so when he was writing the 23rd Psalm, you know, he knew that you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. But very cool when he was writing the 119th Psalm, and he's trying to explain to you the power of the letter Vav that in ever and ever, in other words, there's going to be bread continually forever and ever, and that, and that bread is Christ. But it's, it's going to come through that crown of the house of David. So it's one thing for me to have Christ, Bob, but the power of the vav is for for my posterity, both spiritually and physically, to take on the word, the Torah, forever and ever. Are you following me? It, it, it didn't get ripped out of your mouth so that you could pass it on to your kids, your spiritual kids, and their kids, and their kids, and their kids, and forever and ever, because the second part of that where he said forever and ever, he's actually quoting out of, out of Exodus 11 where it said our, la- our Lord will reign forever and ever. So he takes the word, this idea of this bread that's in the presence of his enemies, which he knows is the house of David, okay? And that in itself is, is very significant in that governments, when, when it says the house of David, that means government, okay? And it's government's responsibility to do two things, provide bread and protection. That's why it's on the north side, you see? And, and, and this idea <laughs> of the provider of the bread, I don't know if you knew this, but the word Lord itself is in English is the keeper of the bread. That's the etymology of the word Lord, okay? The keeper of the bread. <laughs> so when, when, when you see what David was doing here, when, he, when he's saying, I'm going to 
keep thy Torah continually. In, in other words, he's really sharing what we should be thinking about as far as the continuation forever and ever of what God has given us, this ability to see his word and whatever extent that you're seeing, and I hope you're seeing new things today that you've never seen before. And it's supposed to light that little fire inside of you. And it's a, it's a God receptor. And when it lights up and you go, oh, that's connected to this and this is connected to that, and the next thing you know, you're on fire, Bob. Well, it really amazes me. Uh, Lori and I went to the fair one day this week, and as we were leaving the fair, uh, there was a gentleman out by the parking lot, and he happened to recognize us, and he said, I want to thank y'all. And I said, for what? And he said, "Um, when you lost your son, uh, your testimony uh, had a huge impact on one of my dear friends at church. And I hadn't thought about it, you know, in a, in a minute, you know, quite some time. And, and, but just the fact that I was able to share something that, that helped somebody, it, it really blessed me that he mentioned that. And it let me know that, that the things I do and the things I say, you know, do make a difference. Right. And, and, and the cool thing is, is he lights that fire in you to testify, to be a witness to what he's done in your life, right? Then that in turn lights up the next generation, lights up the next generation. And who's the one that's on the north side of the temple, right? That's there between you and the presence of your enemies, right? And, and you know, we know that Satan wants to take the word, right? He, he would love to grab that thing from you, okay? Can't have it. Right. <sighs> and, and, and so... In this last segment that's coming, I, I, I would really love your calls because I think it's critical to know that when you are in the lowest low of your life, what did that look like? And, and, and right there is where you need to trust because that's what it said. Don't take the word utterly out of my mouth because I trust in your judgments. In other words, I know that you wouldn't allow this to your kid who you love like crazy if it wasn't something that would be good and if you weren't going to end up right making it good and god took that shoot em wood right and coated it with gold and the blood of christ and made it a very positive thing for many people isn't it amazing okay and in so many ways when i lost the dealership similar thing i went through a real valley undoubtedly but on the other side of that wow i got to be on the radio and I got to read stuff like I read this week, or I got to hear the stuff that I got to hear this week, and I got to go on the radio and tell you about it, which is like, oh, man. So how about you, 866-348-7884. You're tripping the Valley of the Shadow of Death. Maybe you saw the table, 866-348-7884. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. The table's open now. We belong without. You gave us heaven's crown of glory.
finale of the Shadow of Death today on the Christian Car Guy Show. When did you find yourself in that valley? And hopefully you kept on the right. <laughs> Excuse me. Why did I say no? I've been saying no left turn is actually, I can't believe I did it backwards. You're supposed to turn right, Bob, not left. Oh, my goodness. I wrote the whole title of the show wrong. Oh, well. I guess God knew that it would it would be a good point in this show to say, you know, I had it backwards. It's no left turn. So there you go. You're supposed to turn right. I've had, Jesus a, lot of, I've right. had a lot of my life backwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just to show you that I am far from <laughs> finished work here. It's no left turn. All right. So very cool. And and during the break, you know, we, Bob and I were talking about the incident in Shittim where the where the Moabites seduced the Israelites. That's in Numbers 25.1. For those of you who want to look it up, it's a pretty interesting story. So we got Joe is in Winston-Salem. Joe, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Robbie. Bob, how are you guys doing? Doing great today. Hope you are. I'm doing well. I just wanted to share. I've got two things. Number one, I want to thank Bob for the man that he is. And and um, I'm a I'm a first responder here in Winston-Salem. And for years, Bob has provided vehicles to the first responders there to be able to cut on to train our firefighters how to extricate uh, victims from vehicles. And, and that's just one of those given things that, that I'm so thankful for Bob and, and his, his organization that they did that for us. But, uh, Robbie, I wanted to share with you, uh, a number of years ago, my mom went through breast cancer. Mm. And you know, um, it, was, it was a traumatic time. You know, when you hear the C word, people get worried and stuff. But my mom had this outlook, and, and um, she, she was always, she said, yeah, they've diagnosed me with cancer, but God's going to heal me through this. God's going to heal me through this. And, and you know what's crazy? She would go into the chemotherapy session and have people around her and, and she would brag and say, or not brag, excuse me, she would, she would say, she'd look around and you just see death in people's eyes and stuff like that. And she'd tell them, she'd witness, she'd say, you know what, God's going to heal me. He's got a plan for my life. And, and you know what, that was 1998. She's alive today. And wow. um, it, was just, it was just a blessing. But, you know, sometimes it's that journey that we walk through, you know, not that destination, but that journey that, that, that we travel down and, um, I just thought I'd share that with you guys today, but but I just thank I thank the Lord for Bob and 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 the um, the influence that he's had here here in our town and and how he's helped first responders out as well. Well, I got to tell you, Bob, that's um, Joe. That is beyond out. You made my day. I was not aware. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Bob does a lot of stuff, but he don't make a lot of noise about it. <laughs> well, sometimes people just do and. Um, they do, and they don't say a word about it. But you know, it, it really hurt me when I heard about his son Rob, and and you know, but but hearing hearing Bob tell his journey as he did a couple weeks ago on the show was was very um, was very uplifting because you know we never know when we may face that journey. And um, I, uh, you know, I looked at my boys. I've got a son ten, and a, or actually a son eleven. He's turned eleven this week, and a son thirteen, and. And I, I just don't know what I would do if I lost one of them. Oh yeah. Um, but but you know that's just one of them. It's just one of those things that that we we hold on to the Lord's hand, and walk through, and and um, you know the the experiences that we have, you know, going through that. And I, I'm going through a situation in my life right now too with my my parents. And um, people look at me and they say, I don't understand how you're getting through this. And they, it's just that grace 
that grace that passes all understanding, that, that God, or the peace, excuse me, the peace that passes all understanding, that God gives us when we're walking through these journeys. And I bet Bob can tell you a lot about that. Well, it's amazing you mentioned that because I had kind of over-prepared for the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I had so much material, and there was part of my material I didn't get to, and I felt like I might should have. And after the show, I was talking to Robbie about that, and he said, no, Bob, uh, God wanted you to say what you said when you said it because there was probably somebody that needed to hear it. And uh, I've had... Some people contact me real recently, you know, since then. You know, so apparently Robbie is correct. And, uh, you know, it was what was supposed to be said when it was needed to be said. And and it's just a blessing for me to be able to help. And, uh, you know, people call all the time. You know, you'll, you'll go a while and not hear anything. But uh, somebody reached out this week, and I thought it was about a – a son that was having an addiction problem, but uh, it was a father that had lost a son. And um, I haven't spoken with him one-on-one yet, but hopefully he'll find what he needs to contact me. He has my information now. And I can't always, you know, give somebody what they need, but I can just give them what I have and what I have been through. and, And hopefully that'll help them, you know, yeah, and get, God's gonna God's gonna do the part that only He can do. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate you so much calling in today. Thank really you, Really made Joe, my so day. Much. I found out something new about Bob. God bless, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You too, you too brother. Bye bye. So we got Linda has been hanging on forever in Greenville, South Carolina. Hello, Linda. Hello, and thank you for taking my call. Um, I, this is the first time that I've heard you on the radio. I listened to two other Christian stations, but I was flipping around to find another one, and I landed on you guys. Oh, wonderful. And uh, that was not coincidental, because I needed to hear what you were talking about. And I like the intricacy the that you went into in the detail about the Lord being the keeper of the bread, and it, there's no coincidences, and that the table had to be in the north and the enemy's coming from the north, and that we have to turn right. And actually, um, the other thing was I don't know how to um, get, uh, like, podcasts or anything, but I'd like to follow you and listen to your uh, sermons and stuff, or what you say. Is there a way? Yeah, 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 absolutely, Linda. God bless you. Yes, the easiest way really is just to go to christiancarguy.com. And if you go to christiancarguy.com, if you look up in the right at the very top, it says, listens to Robbie's daily podcast. <laughs> and so that'll okay, take and your... Okay, it's car guide? Christian car, G-U-I. Like guy, like a guy. So Christian oh, car Christian guy. Gotcha. Christian car guy. Christian okay. car guy. Christiancarguy.com. Gotcha. That's easy. Oh, that, that helps me because I'm going to... Um get onto that i don't um you just really inspired me oh it's so much fun you, i get you to relive that fire that you were talking about <laughs> good good seriously that's, that's good that, stuff it makes my day it does and you know i just love i love to be able to do that every day as god gives me something in the word then i get to get on 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 my podcast and share it so i'm so grateful for you calling in and give us 
opportunity to do that. Linda, uh, you know, he does. He lights my fire, so I just, I, I, I just excited to see him light others. You know. Yep, and that's what you do. That's a that God is using you through what you say and preach and teach. So, thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Linda. I'm so grateful you called in today. God bless. Well, we got another Linda is in Raleigh, North Carolina. Linda, you're <laughs> Linda too, and my sister's name is Linda. By the way, apparently, I have two other oh, sisters well, named Linda that I didn't know it's about. A Linda kind of day. We only have about a minute, but I I wanted to get you okay. in. Okay, yeah, I just uh, my brother passed away uh, oh. in a pretty violent, violent way, and I it's been a couple years ago, but it's been the toughest thing I've been through in my life. But especially the way he went but through it i didn't think i could get through it i mean i really did and i almost did but uh the lord the lord is not just walked by my side he has helped you know pick me up and walk me through is the feeling you know he got me across the bridge so to speak so anyway, you know and that's so a, that's I, I a cool thing then, huh what's a cool thing when you think about that you know, he makes it new every morning, you know, like the manna came, like the bread. Um, because, Bob, I know you experienced the same thing. It's like it's like you've lost one of your fingers on your hand to lose your brother like that. And, yeah, and, it's just numb, you know. Yeah. Well, I, I, it was the hardest thing I ever went through. Uh, but, you know, each day presented new opportunities. And any chance I get to try to help somebody else with the situation yeah. and share my experience. And if you can share your experience, it'll help carry you through what you've been through. Linda, God bless you right. for calling in. We're going to be praying. I'm going to, As soon as I get off the air, I'm going to pray. We, we, we've got to go to a Christian Car Guy Theater episode. We're going to see Valiant is going to join the Valley of the Shadow of Death here in a minute. But Linda, thank you for calling in. Thank you for sharing that. And um, God bless you for, for staying with us. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater with today's episode of Plymouth Progress episode 20. Now Jimmy saw in his dream that poor Plymouth Valiant drove in a most disturbing condition in the valley of the shadow of death for some considerable time. But then he thought he'd heard a voice of a traveler who was going before him, and the voice was saying, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Then Valiant was glad for these reasons. First, because he gathered from this voice that a pilgrim who feared God was in the valley as well as Valiant. Secondly, because Valiant perceived that God was with a traveler ahead of him, even though it was such a dark and dismal place. Valiant reasoned that if God was with this fellow traveler, then God was also with Valiant. Although, by reason of the darkness in this place, Valiant had a most difficult time with a certain confusion he felt. Thirdly, for that Valiant hoped so he could overtake this fellow traveler to have company by and by. So he went on and called on to the voice. Hello! Hello, dear pilgrim, who quotes Psalm 23. Can you hear me? Valiant, hearing nothing, went on. 
and by and by the sun came up on a new day. Then said Valiant, He hath turned the shadow of death into the morning. Morning has come. Let me look back to see what hazards I have gone through in the dark. Clearly I see the ditch that was on the one side, and the quagmire that was on the other. And so that path, that construction zone was narrow, and yes, through the fog there were the hobgoblins, and satyrs, and dragons of the pit, but all are far off now. For after the sun came up, they must have to stay back. Yet I discovered them according to that which is written. He discovers deep out of the darkness and brings out to light the shadow of death. Now was Valiant deeply moved by his deliverance from all the dangers of his solitary way that went through the valley, dangers that he feared more before, but could only now clearly see. And about this time the sun was rising and this was another mercy to Valiant. For we must understand that though the first part of the valley of the shadow of death was dangerous, yet the second part, which he was yet to drive, was, if possible, far more dangerous. For from the place where he now parked, even to the end of the valley, the way was all along set, so full of snares, traps, gins, and nets, and so full of pits and pitfalls and false paths, that they all led down to the pit. Valiant realized what a mercy it was to have the light of day, for had it now been dark as it was when he first came to this part of the way, he would never in a thousand lifetimes been able to safely reach the end of his journey through the valley of the shadow of death. So as Valiant watched the sun rising again, he said, His candle shineth upon my head, and his light I walk through darkness. In this light, therefore, I can drive to the end of the valley. Now Jimmy saw in his dream that at the end of the valley lay a junkyard full of scrapped cars and trucks, ashes, and mangled bodies of sedans, even of pilgrims, that had gone this way formerly. I see a little before me a cave where I believe two giants, Giant Excavator Pope and Giant Articulated Howler Pagan, lived in the olden days. It was their power and tyranny that had cruelly put to death the sedans whose ashes and mangled bodies I beheld. But although this place had these giant road excavator machines, Valiant drove by without much danger, which made Jimmy wonder how Valiant could escape that place. But then Jimmy learned that giant articulated hauler Pagan had been dead for a long while. And as for the other giant excavator Pope, though he yet be alive, he is by reason of his advanced age and also the many skirmishes that he went through in his younger days, he had grown so crazy and stiff in his joints that he now could do little more than park in his cave's mouth grinning at sedans as they go by and biting his bucket because he can't come at them, capture and destroy them. So Jimmy saw that Valiant drove on his way, yet at the sight of the old giant excavator Pope that sat in the mouth of the cave, he would not tell what to think, especially because he spake to Valiant though he could not go after him. As Valiant drove right past, sitting in the mouth of the cave, the old excavator Pope snarled, You will never mend. More like you must be burned. So Valiant went by and caught no hurt. Then sang Valiant, O oh, world of wonders, I can say no less that I should be preserved in that distress, that I have met with thee, O oh, blessed be, that hand that from it hath delivered me. Dangers and darkness, devils, hell and sin did compass me while I this vale was in. Yea. Snares and pits and traps and nets did lie. I rode about that worthless silly eye. 
might have been catched, entangled, and cast down. But since I live, let Jesus wear the crown. Now, as Valiant drove on his way, he came to a little ascent, which was cast up on purpose, that pilgrims might see before them. Up there, therefore, Valiant drove, and looking forward, he saw Plymouth Fury faithful before him upon his journey. Then said Valiant aloud, Ho, ho! Hello! Stay, and I will be your companion! At that, Faithful looked behind him, to whom Valiant cried again, Stay! I will come to you! No, I am fleeing for my life, and the avenger of blood is behind me. At this, Valiant gathered his strength and drove with all his might in order to catch up with Faithful. Soon he had not only caught up with Faithful, but drove past him a little, so the last became the first. Then did Valiant vaingloriously smile because he felt smug about overtaking Faithful. But not taking good heed to his tires, as they skidded and got stuck, Valiant could not drive again until Faithful came up to him. <laughs> well, my newfound friend, it looks like pride goes before a fall, huh? <laughs> Here, let me help you out. Tune in soon for another exciting adventure in the Plymouth Progress. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy, I'll bet Valiant thought that the sun would never rise in that valley. But then it dawned on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daddy. <laughs> dawned on him. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a zombie movie, Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> oh boy. You know, but seriously, Danny, Valiant, like all of us, thinks he's alone in the valley of the shadow of death. But like Psalm 23 says, we should fear no evil, because thou art with us. <laughs> the good shepherd is always there. Oh boy, that's good news! No need to feel sheepish or bad for sure. <laughs> yeah, Daddy. <laughs> but seriously, Daddy, you know, this episode reminds me that we always have to be on guard because our pride is always lurking in the background. And I think Valiant has to be careful that, that he's not too prideful about his journey so far. You know, sometimes I find that I'm most susceptible to falling in my walk with God right after God delivers me. And, and then pride enters the picture, making me think I had anything to do from being delivered. Oh boy, humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. That's kind of catchy. Someone should write a song about it. Hey, Danny, here's one. You know what? I'm very sad today because I accidentally drove my Subaru Outback into the ocean. Now, it's a scuba room. <laughs> See, Daddy? It's underwater, so it's... Oh, boy, you know. Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. The table's open now. We belong without. You gave us of glory, of glory, oh, I need, oh, I need, oh, I need.
listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. This is The Truth Network.